Hey, is, is this thing on? Oh, oh, hey, hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, hey, remember us? That that podcast that kind of just fell off the face of the earth for like four months? <laughs> we, uh, we had some good things going for us, and then we kind of just <clears throat> fell apart. And uh, we're back. Hey, I got Skylar and Mike here with me. Hello. You all know us. Trust the process. But... Is that the name right now? Hey, man, they never got the copyright uh, for it, so yes. <laughs> Trust the process for now. Okay, yeah, with the time lapse from us being apart, might as well go ahead and think of a rebrand soon, but Trust the Process is it right now. We just got like like a whole new logo made and stuff that we haven't even debuted yet. Oh, that's true. We really want to rebrand? Oh, man. Well, we'll see. We'll see if Joel Embiid and all them could get that approved. But uh, Let's what's text up? Joel real quick. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Thanks for joining us for this episode. Episode 10. It's amazing that we've only just now made it to episode 10. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and just start off like saying sorry. We, we've been gone for a long time. <laughs> um, a long time is it's for, almost as bad as last year. <laughs> for myself, I apologize. I've gone through a lot lately, uh, personally. I've... Uh, Found some clarity though. I'm in my new apartment now. Things are moving in an upward direction for me. As for the other two, I don't know. I can't speak for you guys, Mike Schuyler. What's your What's your reasoning why we've been so long? Well, pretty busy at work. Got two jobs now, so working at Coastal and then Blue Sky Golf Course. I mean, keeps me busy. Uh, you work at Blue Sky? Yeah, that's right down the road from my parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with me, what's new is also have two jobs. Florida Blue, still, and real estate. So if anyone's looking to buy or sell a home or even wanting to rent a place, let me know, and um, I'll definitely hook you up. So just reach out to me, and I'll help you either find a home of your dreams, sell your place, or look for a place to live. Plug your Facebook. Oh, yeah, and you can like me on Facebook on, uh, well, my name, Mike Yazji, 904 Realty LLC. That's my business page, so go ahead there, and I'm trying to get a website up for that. Hopefully since it's already late november hopefully by the end of this year yeah by the new year ring ring in the new year strong with, with a new website. website yep via wix or what uh i don't wix, even know no? i don't okay. even know well, wix is a good one okay. yeah. i'll plug wix for no reason uh well from there yeah we're just gonna go ahead and jump right into the jacksonville jaguars and I know Duval. no, they don't deserve that. They don't deserve Duval at all. I know Mike and Skyler have some trust choice the process. Words. Uh, Mike has not a with few, them. Mike has a few more choice words than I think Skyler does. But Mike, go ahead. You've got the floor here. Go ahead and just uh, lay it on me. He's about I, I to wanna, unload. We, we want to hear what I'm about to unload. You are right. Oh, he's got paragraphs. He's got, he's got a book. He's here. got receipts. All right. So, what was the number one issue going into this year? Running Skyler? back death. <laughs> death that, that's and, your number and, one issue linebacker <laughs> linebacker's fair running back death's your number one issue going into 2018 um, well hey let's look at that and perspective and when leonard fournette our team crumbled so yeah i mean it's hard to argue against that too with Corey grant went out right in the chiefs game we lost the chiefs game because we went away from the run game. no we lost the chiefs game because blake bortles keeps throwing turnover oh what was it Listen, four turnovers in the red zone running backs eliminate the turnovers from blake i don't care <laughs> we had four trips in the red zone three were turnovers one bounced off a lineman's head yes and landed in the defender's hands and what would we have done if fournette was there 
Probably the same thing. Oh, he would have ran it in. We would have won that game. I hate you guys. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Okay, so but no, be honest. What's the number one issue going in 2018? Okay. A lot of people would Keith say Keith got it. No, that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What would you say? Well, it, it probably was. A lot of that was just... Not Lamborghini. Yeah, I mean, people, they had a lot of faith on Blake. You could tell. And we knew that going into the season. A lot of us wanted us, like, I mean, I even wanted Lamar Jackson in the draft. Regardless, okay. I still believe Blake can progress. But I wanted that back up to compete. This is with you're him, talking about twenty eight, so. like going into twenty eighteen, right? Not yes. now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I mean, Lamar's not available yeah. now. No, no I'm so. saying you're saying Blake progressing. That's all. Yeah. Well, bouncing at off the of. start of the season, yeah, because of the progression of last year. He, okay. So the faith was that he was going to progress behind a healthy offensive line with a healthy running back core. And the defense playing as solid as last year. Okay. So you're saying continuing off last year. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. This should have never happened. They should have drafted a quarterback in 2017 yeah. when that class was strong. You had Watson. You, I wanted Deshaun Watson at number four overall pick. I'm sorry. I love the Fortnite pick, whatever, it, where, where we are now. But you draft Watson, you get your quarterback, you get rid of Bortles. Because going into 2017, there was no real... I didn't see any progression from Blake after 2014, yeah, 15, 16. Well, yeah. Three years. That was because uh, Gus Bradley's game plan was just slinging. I don't give a crap about Gus Bradley. Too many Gus- offensive coordinators? Oh, he's he's going to get fourth well, I'm just one saying, fired. I'm just saying that's part of his regression. This, uh, Gus Bradley was such a horrible Okay, Gus Bradley, Gus Bradley, the thing is, Gus Bradley developed defense. Okay, he should have also, he messed up by not hiring a good offensive coordinator for Blake. Yeah. I get that. But after three years... There was not one sign of progression and, for Blake, and I and I understand that too. But it was it was that last year where you know he did what he had. They asked him to. This year, you know, he was asked to try to win games because of that, and he's not that type of quarterback. Which I mean, they they kind of knew that too at the same time. So I get what you're saying. A lot of it. You know, he's not built to lead this team on his own. He's but that's the thing. Yeah, right. That holding you right there. Look at the past quarterbacks in the past 10 years. Mm. All of them can lead the team by their own. Granted, one player right now, Rodgers can't. That's because of terrible coaching, Aaron Rodgers. But the thing is, going back to 2017, at the time, a number four pick, I was heated when we took Fournette. I understood the I pick. I was upset, too. I called I, him. I wanted I want me being pretty upset. I have video. People know, like, John, everyone who knows me, I, they saw me screaming. Shout I was pissed. John. Well, there's... Four Johns that I know. But anyway. John, Jacob, Jingle, One Hunter of them. Smith. And even, some people have video of me screaming. Like, I was heated when we took Fournette. Because I wanted Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson goes. I was worried about his uh, injury pass, too. Like Deshaun that, was never hurt. No, no, no. Fournette. Fournette. Oh, no, Fournette. That's, that's, that's also, why I wanted that, Cook. That was me. I'll say, Fournette. Well, <laughs> Dalvin he, also he had, had injuries. Yeah, he had a, that different. But his injury last year he, never happened before. He wasn't out as much as Fournette in college. That is true. But the thing is, what I wanted, I wanted to get Watson at four. Get us a quarterback, a mobile quarterback, a future who can launch deep. That's what he can do, and he's proven that so far in a year and a half of playing. Well, hopefully finishes this year. Then I wanted Dalvin Cook in the second round. Granted, Dalvin Cook is hurt. Last year, after four games in, he's slow start this year, but he looks to get back on track. The thing is, you draft a quarterback at the four pick, then you draft a running back. These are names of running backs that went after Fournette. Oh, well. No, just listen. Just listen. <laughs> we'll, we'll listen, Well, yeah. McCaffrey, we couldn't have taken him. He's first-round pick. Let's see. Second round. Here comes Dalvin Cook. Joe Mixon. Let's see. I would, I would have stayed away from Mixon just because. Because of- the off-field issue, that's fine. Third round, Alvin Kamara. 
He was one pick away from us, granted, but we took Dewan Smoot instead. Cooper Cup fell out, whatever that's later. Do you on. think Kamara would have done as well in our system as he's doing now? Well, I don't know. That's the thing. But we we would have had a quarterback to throw the ball. That's good ball. We would have had a quarterback. If we went Watson, could you think Watson and Kamara could go well? Yeah, there? yeah. Okay, what about speed, what about Watson and Kareem Hunt, who also went in the third round? Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Deontay Foreman, granted he's hurt towards Achilles. Uh, let's see who else. Oh. Samaj P. Ryan, another running back, not great. James Conner, third round pick. Granted, his system with Pittsburgh is different, but still another running back. Tariq Cohen went in the third round. I'm sorry, fourth round of 2017. These are all running backs that Solid, had, yeah. su- had success this past year. Marlon Mack, this year right now with the Colts, has done pretty well. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then you can also go into this, though, looking at how bad the NFL is at not only judging quarterbacks, they are super bad at judging running backs, too, because they let these great running backs slide. And then they draft that's because the running, run that's because the running back position has been devalued over the last 10 years. Really Here's is. another two running backs. Green Bay Packers probably starting running back for next at least two years. Aaron Jones. Yeah, we can only hope. Elijah McGuire, Jets running back, who's in a split committee right now with, with uh, Bilal Powell. I'm sorry, not Bilal Powell, Isaiah Crowell. No, am I right? It is Crow, yeah. Basically, you're, yeah. you're going through a lot of running backs that have proven that they are Can do and... To do good things oh, and also, seventh-round pick, Chris Carson. Granted, these are running backs who are not stars, minus two or three of them, but could have been a better pick than taking Fournette in the first round and then not helping the off the team at all yeah. last year. Another thing is, the, any defense so far the last five years has known how to attack the Jags. Load up the box. Load up 8-9 in the box because they don't trust Blake Boros to beat them. And they made it known that they want to be they run first. Yeah, they want. They made it known from mm-hmm. Caldwell, Coughlin, when Coughlin came in beginning of last year, run first. Got it. Okay. They have not addressed the offense in the draft since 2014 when they drafted Blake, when they drafted Allen Robinson, when they signed Allen Hearns undrafted. They signed. They drafted Marquise Lee, drafted Brandon Linder, drafted Denard Robinson. Granted, Denard Robinson was trash here, but still, they addressed the offense. That's the problem. Caldwell also had his chance to draft his second quarterback. Missed out on Watson. Okay. Draft one this year. Mr. Chance, you take Tavon, Taven Bryan instead of Lamar Jackson. Sheesh. Or even you had the capital to trade up a little bit higher. Maybe you could have, I don't know, or traded Fowler. Yeah. Traded Fowler for Bridgewater at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And Granted, that's maybe the front office decision. Okay, I get that. Luckily for us, Teddy Bridgewater could be a free agent next year or this offseason. We probably won't sign him, though. Because of those two, three bad decisions by Caldwell and behind a terrible draft History minus the 2016 class, he's probably out of a job. Call, of both of them, Caldwell and Coughlin, messed this draft up this year. Why address future needs on defense when you have current needs right now on offense? Right. You need an offensive line. You needed a quarterback. You needed to get a tight end. They signed Austin Severian Jenkins. Okay, that's fine. He was hurt. I'm not blaming him. He was solid for us. So is the problem death here? <laughs> it's everything, <laughs> which I'm getting to. Them not addressing the current weaknesses of the team is a problem. Yeah. They go, went into this year. They were stubborn Their receivers it. are Marquise. Exactly. They're stubborn. They went into this year with Marquise Lee, Dante Moncrief, DJ Chark, D.D. Westbrook, and who am I missing? Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. <sighs> Those five. Man. I'm sorry. I, they're all fine. They're all making millions of dollars. Minus Cole and... Um, Char- whatever they're all making less whatever they're making some money 
None of them are receiver ones, in my opinion. They're all receiver twos or threes at best. I think Chark can develop into that, but yeah. But, but what's Chark have... doing right now? What's Chark doing mainly doing right now? Special teams. Thank you, and that's not what you want from your number one receiver. And, but, and that's the error in not signing Hearns either. And I get, or not Hearns, but uh, Robinson. Well, the thing is, I understand. Okay, would you rather <laughs> sign Allen Robinson for $4 million more a year than signing Moncrie for $10 million? I would rather take the cap hit. Sign Rollinson. Give Bortles a reliable player. Yeah. Also, it, when we lost Marquise Lee, how do you not go after someone to get as a red zone target and a ta- another target for Blake? Mm-hmm. Blake loved Marquise Lee, and now it's obvious right now. Also, getting high to the trade deadline was dumb. After coming, when Fournette come back in three four weeks after we got Hyde, Hyde has done nothing since Fournette came and, back, and that's and for, that's even also Hyde said he's bad. Yeah, yeah, with them la- like. For for whatever reason, they they don't want to change things up to make it to where they can execute. You know, I don't know why. I don't like. We know Blake it's can't. Yeah, it's and that's not, the thing. Now I kind of want the Jags. I mean, I'm going to be one of those people. I want to see them go three and thirteen. I want this team to literally go from the highest peak to their climax and just completely crumble because that is how do you go from a ten and six team, six minutes away from an AFC Championship game. One inadvertent whistle. I don't care what Tom Coffin said. You cannot go off based off last year. You have to rebuild. You have to adjust to your team's weakness from 2017, which their obvious weakness was the quarterback. You gotta finish. They've got to finish. They had to finish. They had a chance to finish against the Patriots, and they didn't. In the 2017 AFC Championship game, and then they didn't adjust the biggest weakness, which is offensive. Line. I'm sorry, which is quarterback, and then offensive line. None of that got adjusted. Grant Norwell was a good signing, okay, but now he's out for the year. We lost Cam Robinson after the Patriots game. We lost Norwell. We lost, we lost Linder. We <laughs> lost Marquise Lee. We lost Fournette for seven games, I'd say. About seven games. Lost Corey Grant. Blake lost. got benched after the Texans game. After that game, he should have just been benched for good. I don't care what anyone says. If they bench him once, now it looks bad because we had a shot at the playoffs. We were, we lost the Texans game. We were 3-4 and four, going to London to play Philadelphia. If Kessler was there, it could have been a difference. That could have changed the season. But now you do it at 3-8. and eight. Now we're out of the playoffs. Not we're competing for a number one pick, possibly, because we are only one game behind the number one pick. I think we're picking sixth or seventh right now. Yeah. That looks bad. And the fact that Coughlin is stubborn, same with Caldwell. Caldwell's probably out of a job after this yeah. year. Coughlin, I think, should be on the hot seat because he's the one who built this team. They drafted for the future on defense when they failed to realize the offensive weaknesses. I think that's inexcusable. Caldwell... Screwed up with his draft history. Coffin's coming in and repeating the same thing, addressing defense. I swear, if they keep everyone next year, including Marone, Coughlin, and Caldwell, even down to the damn water boy, if they don't address offense in the first round, this team is oh, going yeah. nowhere again. Oh, and then we're wasting our defense's prime years. They maybe they're allowing twenty six point seven or something like that points a game in this seven game losing streak. No team can win when your defense is allowing twenty seven points a game. Unless your team is the Chiefs or the Rams or the Saints, that's it. No team can compete with that. Yeah. Not at all. Our offense is nowhere near good enough to sustain. That they can't even score eighteen points a game, let alone twenty-seven. Yeah. And another thing is Marone. Good thing for letting go of Hackett, but it's a little too late for that. Benching board is a little late for that. Let go of Wash after the Chiefs and Cowboys game. You should let go of Wash after yeah, those 42, 40 point outbursts. I'm just over it. They're too stubborn. They think something's gonna change. Wash is not going to change the strategy of the zone defense. Bullsh- they, I can't. They can't play zone defense. Any, like, and that's the problem. That. Like, and they, they you have, have the, so many. This isn't college basketball. You have the best <laughs> corner in the league on one side. Play man. A top, Every, I'd say top 10 yeah. because Boya hasn't really played well this year. Two safeties who should probably be cut after that. Well, I say one definitely cut, and that's Barry Church. Tubman's been playing like garbage this year. 
No one's getting pressure yeah, on the yeah. offensive line. It, it, I'm sorry, defensive line. Something's got to change. You fire wash, get some motivation going in this defensive line. Defense. And hold people, exactly, hold people accountable because once they see the offensive coordinator is gone, their starting quarterback and captain is benched on the offense. Maybe now against the Colts on Sunday, maybe they change their ways, but I don't expect them to win against the Colts. I think they're going to lose 12 yeah. straight games and end the year 3-13 at this rate. I'm just... I don't know how it's you can insane. go from ten and six from four minutes from the AFC Championship. We were game. like number two in the power rankings. Like we were number exact after the Pages game, we went up to number two, or some people put us number one. And I'm just I can't get over the. I'm how do you go from ten and six to an AFC Championship game to six minutes from a Super Bowl to now three and eight, possibly losing the last five games to end on a twelve game losing streak. That needs to. There needs to be some accountability. It's like Browns, it's every, and the Browns right now have more wins than the Jaguars. Everything that could go wrong did. Like I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, the whole offensive line's injured. We got down to like our fourth, fifth string tied in off the practice squad. We had none of our same running backs except for Yeldon. And, and by the way, we need to bring Yeldon back after this year. He's playing lights out for us, even when he need, he comes in short term. But he's been playing really well for us. But, yeah, I mean. It's hard to play, like, when ha- the offense is so bad, he's really the only playmaker on there, like, yeah. on the offense. Like, and, and even the receivers, when the ball's actually thrown accurately, they drop it. They drop it. It's, it's everything. Like, it's a microcosm. Yes, but also Blake. That just blew up. <laughs> we uh, lose to the frickin' Bills. Yeah. The yeah. Bills. Josh yeah. Allen did not look that great. We were, going in con- we were getting in control of that game before that fight. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand it. We're also in control of the Steelers game. Another thing I'm mad about: how oh. do you let a de- how does a defense blow a 16-0 lead with six minutes to go? Another thing, just going back to the AFC Championship game, conservative play calling on offense, and Jags are not, I guess, non elite defense because, like our friend Eric said, I talked to him the other day at work. An elite defense does not give up that lead with six minutes to go twice, oh. and they're not elite. And Eric actually got put that to my mind. I was like. That's actually a good point. They are not elite. They are good. They're not elite. They're not going to be a legendary defense that teams are that people are going to remember ten years from now. We remember the eighty-five Bears. Remember the two thousand Ravens. Remember, remember the, the twelve. Remember the twelve Ravens. Remember the, um, remember the name. Who was another defense? The Seahawks when they won against Payne Manning. Yeah. We remember those defenses. No one's going to remember the Jags defense in ten years. They they would if if if, if we, we won Super Bowl. Yes, if we won yeah. Super Bowl, maybe yes, but not same, this year. But, not after. Yeah. No one's going to remember the Final Four. But, no one's gonna I remember mean, the AFC once they address these uh, issues on offense, you know, it's going to go back to what it was that year because, you know, you address the quarterback that can get it to his receivers and his playmakers, get some playmakers that can make some plays out of nothing, and then you start to see points go up and the other offense is where they try to catch up. Mm-hmm. That is where the defense thrives. Mm-hmm. So... It just it's it's a team sport. That's why it you know it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, and you know the, those the classic you know when the defense is on the field half the game because the offense goes three and out so many times, it gets frustrating. And you know there's and that's be why no I understand why the defense team. specifically Jalen Ramsey is upset. But there comes a point, Jalen, shut your mouth, man. I am mm-hmm. so I love you, but just stop talking. Well, going back to the Bills game, um, what what is your thoughts on uh, Leonard Fournette's actions? <laughs> He's a moron for coming off the bench. You should know better than that. It's insane to think about that. Yeah, he wasn't like, even on the play. Yeah. Why come off the sideline? Let them figure it out. Well, can understand. someone explain just, to me why that guy was so upset for the Bills? 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was confused that whole time. I'm like, you why is this guy and, freaking out? And the whole time, Moncrief and I don't know the other DBs, the DBs name were hugging for that ball. Literally, you know, like, I yeah, heard this on a, I literally heard on a podcast, you know the game where you put your hand on a car, if you leave your hand off the car, that was exactly like that. Like, well, they, did, were not, they did not want to leave that Ty, car. Ty goes to the receiver in that. Uh, yeah. Well, it didn't, clearly. And also, how do you go <laughs> from did. first thing? No, it didn't. Leave the receiver, it was a catch. Yeah, it was a catch. What we they call it a touchdown? Well, they call well it, it wasn't the, a touchdown. Uh, okay, it doesn't he matter. He caught it, and he fell into the okay. end zone, but he was clearly down at, like, okay, well, one. <laughs> another thing, how do you go from first and goal on the one? Oh, yeah. So fourth and go on the th- or fourth and go on the thirty, I got a point about and miss the field too. goal, and so, then leads to a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So or whatever happened after that? Point. Also, speak going back to Fournette's actions about coming off the bench and running over there. This team has no discipline. Like you can tell. Like that's why Jalen runs his mouth. That's why. The, like they told him, you know, just be you, just do. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, these guys are too young to understand how to handle that sometimes. And so that causes the penalties, and we saw it so often, like this year and last, where penalties caused this game. Like uh, Malik Jackson's headbutt in the 49ers game last year caused lost us the game against the 49ers. Yeah, but, and then you get rid of Dante, and you're thinking like, oh, that's, that's excuse me, that's uh, that's one immature person. We can get rid of them. And God, I really hope no. this. Dude, I'm just, I no more words. I'm done. I really hope we go three and thirteen. And if anyone wants to buy Jags tickets, I got the one on Sunday for sale in the Redskins game. So, <laughs> Washington football team. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, Washington football team. Words. Well, yeah, if anyone good, wants, hit me up for that. It's a good transition there, Scott. You were talking about penalties, Mike. While you're already in this great mood, this has been the Mike Yazzie show today. Thank really you all hate for listening. Let's talk about the most penalized team in college football this year, the Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> That's so, also a uh, lack of discipline. So Skyler, obviously, is the happy one of the group since his uh, team's going to be going bowling. And he beat their in-state rival and For the first time in really, five years. really crappy oh, okay, this so, year. So. <laughs> Trust me, I hear good. it all the time at work. So It's good. Uh, yeah, Mike, you've been uh, kind of abused at work, I've been noticing on yeah. Snapchat. Snapchat, but... It's all in good were, form. Were you, were you talking a lot of trash before? No, we just made a bet before okay. the game. Right. A little side bet. Loser has to deal with whatever the winner gets. So done. what's your thoughts on Taggart as coach? Give him time. People need to relax. <laughs> no one can build a decent Dan, team in one year. Dan Mullen did. Dan Mullen had – no, no. No one. Good coaching did that. We have exactly. no talent. So are you saying Taggart's a bad coach with a lot of th- – we, mean, have no a lot of five we have no talent. We have no talent. Okay, the five star when it goes no out the window. Line. Once you go out the once you go to college, that goes out the window. I don't care. It Brent depends on you. The most pressured quarterback in college football this season. Yeah, we're down to our fifth, sixth string. Not sixth string, but fourth. Just and, as bad. As just bad. It's bad offensive line. Our starting center can't even do it in normal snap. He always over oversells Francois. Another thing. Isn't he like six five? Yeah, he's a senior, which is sad. No, Francois. No, I know, but the center's a senior. Okay. Which is really sad. Yeah. And Francois, I don't like Francois. I'm glad he's probably going to be transferring after this year. Yeah, he doesn't fit the system. Nope. Um, another thing, Tamari Ontario is going to be a stud for the next two years. For sure. Cam Akers finally got going the last two games. Big deal. Yes. But I mean, um, it's, it's something. Linebacker depth kind of killed us. We only had one good player. Secondary can't stay. Hell, they can't cover anyone. Um, are you worried Christmas about the Gators at all? Or 
I mean, yeah, I'm worried because they finally won. It's, they're looking good. They're looking like a good team. And then but, they, they got Jumpman on their uniforms. And, yeah, I wonder. I, and I don't, Kodak Black on their sidelines. I don't give a crap about Kodak Black. Is that he, looked like a, he looked like a Make-A-Wish fan. I saw oh, a tweet about geez. that. It looked like a Make-A-Wish. It was so bad. I laughed, but I felt bad. But at the same time. But I no, I'm <laughs> give Tiger. T- I mean, it, I think it cut the rebuild. about. It cut his chance by a year. I think after year three, if it's not good, they're going to have to pull the plug. But yeah. um, I think when you try to flip a system yeah. entirely, like, in one year it's not gonna work. And yeah. that's the thing. Jimbo also left us with it's nothing style. on offense in terms of yeah, offensive he line. Recruiting, he just stopped caring. He ca- he stopped caring after week two, and, uh, week three. Yeah. After the Alabama loss, he didn't care anymore. So and then he knew he was gonna leave Florida State. He went to either Texas Tech or I'm sorry, Texas A&M or LSU, and they picked Orgeron and LSU. So he went to Texas, Texas A&M. Oh, so. <laughs> I give it a little time. I'm a little worried about how Florida State's looking, but you plan on going to the uh, Boise State game here in Jacksonville next year? Yeah, I want to go. I want to go. I think that'd be that thing is cool. I'm, I'm I mean, to see Florida State in Jacksonville, game. I would want to see that. Like, no matter what, whoever they play, I'd, I want to see. But maybe the tickets will be cheap. We'll see. But I doubt it because it's Florida State. So, do you think uh, Florida's going to be playing UCF in the one of the bowl games? I don't know. I don't know if or UCF, you think UCF has a sh- very, very, very slim shot. The they, bo- latest bowl projection is UCF Florida. I don't know where they're playing, but it'll be a the mining key carbon. No, no, it's one of the, the New Year's six. That's the first bowl that comes to your mind. No, it's one of the New Year's six bowls. Um, not the kind of coming to tax layer. Gator bowl. No, but I mean UCF has a shot at the playoff. I think, in my opinion, they need Ohio State to lose to Northwestern this Saturday. Go Wildcats. They need. Oklahoma to lose to Texas in the Big 12 title game. I think Oklahoma gets this one. And then they need, um, who's the 16? No, who's the four? Georgia. Georgia to lose to Alabama. Oh, yeah. Which is a very strong possibility. Do you think, two but do you think though, if they play a close game, they both make it? Who's they? Georgia, Georgia Alabama. No, like, Georgia loses, they're not making the playoffs. 42, 41 or something like Georgia's that. Georgia's not making the playoffs, they lose. Okay, well, okay, well it depends on. And they win by three, like a last minute field goal. See, that's minute. where it gets interesting. If Georgia wins, they're in. Because they're clearly Alabama Notre Dame's and Georgia are top four yeah. team. Notre Dame's already in. Clemson, they win on Saturday, they're in. That's five Clemson teams. Plays what, like Pitt or some garbage? They team like play, that? I think Pitt. I don't That's know. The, I don't know the ACC representative is awful. in the division. Just but, awful. Um, Good old Miami not been able to uh, take advantage of you know. The division being so bad. Well, that's just Mark Rick. Mark you know, Rick. And I really it's, hate it's my hilarious. and I really hate my friend who just tweeted to me because I put on Twitter one Colts Jags ticket for sale, section one forty six, DM if interested. He messaged me. I'll give you five to seven dollars for it. Implementing Florida <laughs> State's record. Way to go, Ephraim. I understand that completely. So. The value is only really around forty one to fourteen. There you go. Okay. Um, but in my opinion, Remember when we used to sing, "It's great to be a foreigner." Yeah, still applies. Fun. But um, what was I going to say, if Georgia wins and Alabama loses, that's a tough conversation because you know Clemson, if they win, they're in. Notre Dame is automatically in. They should not be out, I yeah, swear. Yeah, I don't, like, I, don't, I don't like Notre Dame as much. I mean... But they're going to be in. They're undefeated. They're not yeah. They're in, but they look good this year. They're they the good. UCF last year, my No, they're <laughs> good this year. They're good. Uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. They're good this year. Um, If so Georgia UCF wins... wasn't good last year? No, because they didn't play anyone. Notre Dame actually played They played some Auburn. They beat Auburn. Auburn didn't care. Um, <laughs> Just like every ESPN analyst. No, because they actually give them the attention I don't. Um, if Georgia wins, Georgia's in. Now the question is, do you put a one-loss Alabama, one-loss Ohio State, you have to. one-loss 
or Oklahoma? It'd be Alabama. Clemson's not undefeated, right? Just because yeah, they are. Pedigree, they are? Which uh-huh. is stupid. I would have to go with Alabama again. But the thing is, you cannot have Georgia-Alabama too Magic. straight. Yeah. It's gonna ha- it could happen again. I fun. would put... I would move Clemson to one. Notre Dame to... Oh, I don't know. We might have to come back to that. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll talk this. We'll, we'll talk next about that week. maybe next week if we have yeah, time next yeah. week, which we have well, it's to do. Championship yeah. weekend, so we're, we're running at least out of time no Tuesday's here. a rank. No Sunday will be the ranking. So yeah. Oh wait, we'll figure it out around the corner. Uh, running out of time, but I wanted to make sure I get some local stuff in here. Um, some events going on around town. The deck the chairs. Have you guys heard of that? At uh, Jack's Beach. I guess so. I it's think the, so. Uh, it's at Jack's Beach, right in the uh, pavilion there, where they have a bunch of beach chairs. They have a bunch of beach chairs, and they decorate them. A bunch of local businesses come out, and they decorate the chairs, and they look really nice. I was I actually participated in it last year with the credit union. I uh, put together like a Santa ATM kind of thing. It was really cute, but... Do they go up for auction, or what's... what's... No, it's really just like, kind of like you go out there, and it's just like pretty Christmas lights and stuff like that. It's, it's something nice to do it in the evening time. But uh, that's up now, and it'll be there till January 2nd, so you have plenty of time. But I thought I just want to... I wanted to give them a quick little shout-out, because it's a nice event, and they deserve, uh, they deserve to get some, some love. Uh, also, on Saturday, December 1st, uh, X1065, Homo71029. The big ticket, uh, Weezer and Foster the People are going to be at, uh, I think it's at Daly's Place, right? Yeah. Oh, isn't so. it usually like Daly's Place and surrounding areas? Yeah, so it, well, it used to be like, Metro you know, Park. Yeah, it's hosted right in that area, but that's kind of interesting. I don't yeah, know it's really a, definitely a big music thing. Event, I'm not, like, yeah, I, people, people go out to that kind of thing. I don't like live music too often. It's just. You know, not my scene either. Not this, my scene. You're paying to hear him sing it worse. Like, I can sing a song for you if you want to hear me sing. Like, <laughs> uh, Ending, though, with uh, JU and UNF. JU basketball plays on the first at Swisher against the South Carolina State Bulldogs. Uh, as we're recording, UNF is going to be playing FAMU at home. But, uh, yeah, obviously you won't be be able to attend that because this won't be coming out till the next day but their next home game is going to be december 15th when they play charleston southern the buccaneers at unf arena they have quite the uh quite the schedule coming up they played tonight against famu and they go to charleston southern so they get to go to charleston south carolina then from there and they get like a week or about 10 days where they travel up to minnesota and play the golden gophers do they uh still play east tennessee state um, or I thought that they might have made a conference change. I felt like I, I didn't. I didn't see. That. Oh, you're talking about like in the in the division? Yeah, because no, uh, ETSU East, is not there. Yeah, they used to be in the A Sun. Yeah, yeah. No, they they moved up. Um, no, but then like after uh, shout out to Minnesota. my Johnson City fam. <laughs> after they play Minnesota, they play FIU in Miami. Then they come home for Charleston Southern, and then they go to Tallahassee and play Florida State. And then go to Auburn and play Auburn. I mean, mm. that's that's quite the out of conference. I just saw them on SEC Network get crushed by the Gators. Yeah, yeah. What was it like ninety six to sixty something? Pretty bad. Hey guys, one note real quick. Uh, so I just looked this up. Guess how many sacks the Jags have right now? For the season. Allowed or mm. no? Uh, defense, defensive sacks. Eight. Twelve. Well, they have more than eight. Name one twelve. Unique and Calais each have six. If that helps. Okay. There you go. That's twelve. That's the whole team. Uh, Nineteen. <laughs> 
21. Oh, I was going to say that after 19. I'm trying to see what Hit ranking me. they are, but they're not. <laughs> That's not very high. Like, no. Speaking on JU Athletics, uh, as of right now, JU Golf is practicing at Coastal Indoor Golf. They're using the facility, and they might make it their home practice facility, but it just kind of shows, like, how dependable coastal is like when you come and improve your golf in, in like the such. four months that we haven't recorded coastal has just like exploded with all kinds of stuff you guys have hosted a tournament that we did that facebook live video for we you know you, we oh we had yeah, a uh, guys, we uh, moved the simulator at the web.com championship so we were involved in that uh that's where fca florida fellowship of christian athletes noticed us and they had an event down in Orlando they wanted us to come to. So uh, last week we went down to Orlando. That was a 21-hour work day because met up with my boss at 6 a.m., got down there, put up half the sim, went to the Reunion Golf Course uh, to meet Ryan Golf, Coach Rusty, Golf in Your State, Wedge Wizard, Putter Ho, a couple famous Instagrammers kind of. They were doing the Players' Cup. Uh, so we had a trackman there for a long drive tournament or contest at the end winner got a new uh f9 speedback cobra cobra f9 speedback driver i believe that's what it's called sorry to cut you guys off (laughs) on twitter right now (laughs) lastly on the jags top five according to mel kuyper big board bosa defensive end quinn and williams defensive tackle devin white linebacker josh allen offense uh, outside linebacker which is weird and Greedy Williams, corner. Top five are defense. Not a good year to look for an offensive player. So. Lovely. Well, that means that we'll have more offensive players available for us. True. <laughs> We're like the eighth pick. Yeah. After the long drive tournament or contest or whatever, we went back to the hotel we were setting up at. It was uh, Grand Regency Hyatt Resort or something. Um, anyways, it was a fancy hotel. They had a macaw in the, the lobby. <laughs> And we got that similar set up for the FCA event. That started at 6. That went on till 10. We had Jay Feely was there. Ryan Longwell was there. Guy Boros. Uh, Fred Funk was there. Got interviewed by Chantel McCabe on stage, which was pretty cool. So, I mean. Big name people there. So yeah. Coastal's getting into some big stuff. So, if you guys haven't checked them out yet, you need to go down there. Uh, what's the address? 1380 Beach Boulevard. Boom. Beach Boulevard. Before... Is it before Angie's or after Angie's? It's after Angie's. Right, it's it's right uh, after Angie's. It's Beach and Penman across from Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, depends on where you're coming from. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, almost... yeah, if you're coming the normal way. Not coming from the beach. How about that? If you're going eastbound, it's it's past Angie's on the right. If you're coming westbound, it's prior to Angie's on the left. There you go. Well, I was going to throw in... Uh, well, whatever. I'll do it anyway. Um, want to throw a shout-out. Rest in peace, Stephen Hillenberg, creator of SpongeBob SquarePants, one of my all-time favorite shows i just want to ask you guys what is your favorite spongebob episode halftime show oh that's a good one uh, uh well yeah squidward has to uh show up squilliam and they sing still the best halftime show i've seen i like the spongebob movie the first one correct the I'm original a, i'm a goofy goober yeah and then i also like uh you know when he ripped his pants not necessarily i didn't like that was one of my episode favorite episodes ripped pants is a classic great song, song to sing. in there too yeah i mean spongebob's always been known for having a good song greasy spoon striped sweater 
the fun the song. The yeah, there, there's some good SpongeBob songs, but I gotta go a non-singing episode with uh, Wet Painters when they have to paint Mr. Krabs' house. That episode's stressful. It, it is, but at the same time, it's got probably the most one-liners out of any episode. It probably does. Like you, you can you can do anything with that. Uh, there's the one where the Krusty Krab training video, classic. Poop. People order our patties. Krusty Krab pizza Krusty is Krab the pizza. pizza. Oh, that was. I that could was go on for a whole other podcast and talk about SpongeBob episodes, but I won't. I'll spare you. Stay tuned for Keith's new SpongeBob podcast called <laughs> SpongeBob Keith Pants. No. Absorb it. Absorb no, it. But in. actually, <laughs> on real talk here, uh, stay tuned for a Manzi's Magic. I have failed you in keeping up with that as well. Hey, Magic are looking good this year. Yeah, so stay t- I just listened to a podcast that I never actually re- um, released. I recorded it, but I never actually put it up from last year, right around this time. It's in the vault. <laughs> and uh, it was it was kind of sad. It was right after we had got off to our hot start. I compared us to the Jaguars with their hot start, and then we lost nine in a row. And everyone right, right now, Magic are 10 and 12. And right now, the number 8 seed in the East. Yes. A game and, and a half on the 9. Quality so. losses, too. We have not we have not been the Magic team that we have been in the past. They haven't lost to the Bulls yet, that's you'll, for sure. You'll hear a lot more about this on my latest episode that hopefully I'll record Bulls either this weekend or early next week. Well, we are on a road trip, which sucks, but... Hey, man. Going into Phoenix. Coming up next. I've got the Magic. So not tomorrow, or the 30th. <laughs> Yep, you? just uh, let D-Lo destroy us up in Portland. Can we end in Miami? That's you guys uh, ever watch Portlandia? I have not. It's a good show. I've heard it is, but I feel like I'm so far behind. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, the last two losses were combined nine points. Yeah. Between Golden State and Portland. Yeah, and that Golden State game, that we was... Blew lead, we blew a lead, though. I saw we blew a lead. It was literally just because Aaron Gordon got hurt. He was shutting them down. i got to stop talking about the Magic. I'm sorry. I'm going to save that for <laughs> my episode. Man, Anyway, Mike, you can come over if you want to talk. But Sounds good to me. Uh, if I have time. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll hopefully get back in our rhythm and keep these churning out for you guys. It is only about 5 o'clock, but, you know, the sun's already going down. So we're Travis going to blow. I'm going to go ahead and let that. Mike leave. Here, and oh I'm gonna God. laugh at him. And uh, yeah, you guys make sure if you don't already follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, five stars on iTunes, five stars on iTunes, follow all of our individual Twitter accounts. We call your mothers. Yeah. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Hit me up if you want Jack's tickets. Peace out, guys.